Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am in lovely, steamy Escazú, Costa Rica. And today is Sunday, the 18th of February, in the year 2024. And what do we have today? We have five planets in Aquarius. <laughs> Five planets in Aquarius, and there have been five planets in Aquarius since uh, Friday morning. So this is the last full day that the sun is in Aquarius, and the sun will enter Pisces at 11.13 p.m. Eastern Time, 10.13 my time. And that's it, folks. This is the end of Aquarius season per se, so like with the sun in Aquarius, but we still got Mercury in Aquarius and Mars in Aquarius and Venus in Aquarius and yeah, and Pluto, of course, which is going to be there a while. So, you know, this is five planets in Aquarius and I think this is something special because we don't really get stelliums in Aquarius very often and I think it's profound and you know, this is a very strong, strong build up of energy in first of all a fixed sign and you know what fixed is like they don't want to budge yeah we aquarians can be kind of stubborn but this is fixed energy this is a very strong amount of fixed energy and you know and then there's two planets in taurus which is also fixed so we got a lot of fixity and a little stubbornness in the air right now so this is a good amount of planets in air, which means there's a desire to communicate, there's a desire to analyze, we're more likely to be using our brains uh, rather than our feelings, because there's sort of a lopsided effect of having a stellium of five planets in Aquarius. However, that is about to change because the sun will go into Pisces tonight, and Pisces is a water sign, so things will come more into balance. We have Saturn in Pisces, but that's not uh, warm and fuzzy. <laughs> Neptune in Pisces is warm and fuzzy. Um, but once we get past like later tonight and into tomorrow, we're in Pisces season, and that will be three planets in Pisces and four planets in Aquarius. This is a lot of intensity at the end of the zodiac. And Aquarius is the unconventional, you've heard me say, the real electric, sparkly, sparks, um, innovative, independent, liberating, contrarian energy. And so if you find people around you, you're finding yourself kind of stuck in a certain uh, ideology, you can bet that has a lot to do with all this Aquarius energy, especially with Mercury there, you know. So now we're at the point where all of the planets that I was talking about last week, where there was Mercury and then there was Mars and then there was Venus, especially this last week with Mars and Venus going over Pluto. We're finished with that. The planets have left Pluto and they're moving on. And there's still some intensity in the air, I believe, I, I feel in any way, um, that Mars-Pluto was intense and it was just nonstop energy in a very, when I say intense, I mean this very present and persistent nonstop energy. And I think that Mars and Pluto together are very persistent. And if there's anything in your life that you felt you needed to have persistence with, then this was good energy for you. But it has been a really intense, persistent uh, number of days. And I felt 
at once motivated and present for things and then simultaneously like aggravated. <laughs> so there was, I think there was aggravation this week. I think, you know, I've been listening to people and people talking and I said, oh yeah, it's Mars Pluto. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Like, what is this aggravation? I know it's Mars Pluto, right? Not, not everybody does. So that's, that's why we do this podcast so we can inform people. But we're moving out of this five planet stellium into a four planet stellium and tonight and there will be less pressure on i feel as the sun moves into pisces now pisces is water and it's sensitive and it's intuitive and imaginative and visionary and i think it's going to balance a lot of this aquarian energy secondly mercury is going to go into pisces this week so mercury will enter pisces depending on where you are later in the week Thursday night, late Friday morning, early. And if you're in the Pacific time zone, if you're in Alaska, Hawaii, you're definitely going to get it Thursday night. If you're in Europe, you're going to get it Friday. If you're on the East Coast, you'll get it Friday, wee hours of the morning, but it'll still be Friday. For the most part, it's going to be Friday. That is the end of the week. We've got one more week of Mercury and Aquarius, and now Mercury will go into Pisces this week, and that will also let up a lot of that Aquarian energy. It's an interesting time because remember what I said last week first, there was like a lot of relationship dynamics because Mars went over to Pluto and then Venus went over to Pluto and we, we had things to deal with and we had to go deep with stuff. And so this is, was important to pay attention to, as I reminded you last week. Now this week, now Mars and Venus have only entered Aquarius and passed over Pluto, but now they're going to meet together this week on Wednesday. And again, late Wednesday, early Thursday, depending on where you are. It's things to keep happening at like 1130 at night in the Pacific time zone. And then they sort of carry over to the next day in other time zones. So Mars and Venus. Mars and Venus are the relationship planets. They are, you know, traditionally the love planets, but they are passion planets as well. I mean, Venus is what we desire, right? Venus is what we desire. And Mars is what we go after. And when you put those two together, you're going to be desiring something and going after it, possibly. But this is, you know, everybody thinks, oh, Venus and Mars, that's going to be sexy. That's going to be juicy. That's going to be love. It can be. It can be. But when I think back to two years ago, it was none of that. You know, they went from Capricorn and they went over Pluto and Capricorn and then they went into Aquarius together and they were close enough like throughout Aquarius till they got to Pisces. And I felt weary because it was Mars is an insistent, persistent planet and it keeps going and it keeps pushing and it pushes hard. And Venus just wants to play nice, you know, even if she's in Aquarius or, or you know, a sign that's not technically her home she still wants to be sweet and nice and mars made it hard for her to relax and it made it hard for her to just be venus and so i'm hoping that after we get past wednesday there isn't any stress around these two planets because i think there's stress in relationships and I don't necessarily mean your one-to-one -one personal intimate relationships. It could be your family. And I had certainly some things this week. And two years ago, two years ago when I had 
that passing through my chart, it was around work and it was something that was not pleasant for me and I had to go assert myself and deal with something and someone that was sort of trying to take my power and I had to assert myself and in, in stay in an empowered state. But that was because they went over Pluto. So it is important to not give your power away when these planets do go over Pluto because it's a personal thing because the, these are personal planets. They're the inner planets, Venus and Mars, and then Pluto is a grander outer planet that brings all sorts of unconscious things to the table. A lot of that energy and intensity will have dissipated now that we've moved past uh, Pluto. And I noticed that it was very different in Aquarius than it was two years ago in Capricorn. It was a harder, just a harder, in, more insistent energy. And Mars is exalted in Capricorn. So two years ago when we had this, and they stayed a long time, and everybody, including me, thought, oh, this is good for relationships. It was hard on relationships, especially when they went over Pluto. And I think this past week was not that, it not that is it wasn't as bad as it was two years ago and i think last week this past week was allowing us to see some more darker unconscious patterns that might not have appeared in a lovely way to us and so we have to kind of figure out what to do with that energy and it was not like this two years ago i found it really harsh two years ago so I think we really do have an opportunity this week with Venus and Mars connecting with each other and in the sign of the humanitarian that this is more a humanitarian altruistic aspect. You can use this energy in that manner and that is actually one of the best uses of this energy is to do something altruistic, do something that gives to others on a grander scale. That's what Aquarius and Pisces are about. They're the end of the zodiac. They, they remove themselves from the more personal relationship arenas, okay? So it's not that Venus and Mars in Aquarius don't mean that you're, it's not that they don't mean you're gonna have some personal relationship things going on. It just means that if we take this in the, in the sense towards the altruistic, it's a really good use of that energy and Pisces and Aquarius work very well in those realms. You see, the zodiac sort of develops upon itself. So when we start with Aries, it's the individual. It's me, it's I, it's the I. And it's the I am, okay? And that is the first step in the whole zodiac. As we go through and we start to, and I'm like sitting here, you can't see me, but I'm drawing like the wheel in the air with my finger, <laughs> the astrology wheel, the zodiac wheel. As you move through, it gets more and more developed, okay? There is, and then when we get to Libra, halfway through the zodiac, there's the other. So when we get more and more advanced as we get to Aquarius and Pisces, these are people who do more things notably for collective reasons, not that they don't think, do things for personal reasons, of course they do, but a lot of their goals and their greater visions are to help humanity. Not all of them are like that, <laughs> but that is, that's why I'm saying the best use of this energy is to go in that direction, right? Right. So these are things that you want to um, 
pay attention to in this coming week. You want to think about where you can make somebody else's life better, where you can use your voice or use your energy or use your spirit to bring something good to others. And, you know, that goes for all of us. So here I sit doing my very Aquarian kind of podcast using technology and, and astrology and I'm an Aquarius. And so here we are doing things that are very Aquarius, this is very Aquarius technology and stuff. Podcasting is pretty tech, technical and podcasting is pretty Aquarian, right? Um, and so it's, it's reaching the wider scope, the wider audience, having the wider vision as Pisces wants us to have. So as Mars and Venus are coming together this week, what can we do? Our, we may want more freedom in our relationships. We may want more liberation for people in the world. <laughs> we may want to have an, an Aquarian idealistic vision to what can be, and maybe we want to contribute to that vision very consciously. These are very Aquarian ideals. And you want people to have freedom. You want them to have independence. You want them to be able to express themselves and do what they want to do in their life that's going to make their heart happy, right? Right. Venus and Mars, you know, everybody starts thinking sexy and, and love relationships and stuff. And yes, that's true. Um, but Aquarius isn't exactly the sexiest sign. <laughs> um, it's not like Aries and it's not Scorpio and it's not even Taurus which is very sensual and earthy um that doesn't mean Aquarians don't get sexy they do but it's a little more detached aloof that is not the first thing on the minds of a Venus Mars conjunction in Aquarius it could be a nice surprise but it's a little more friendship oriented it's a little more detached, like I said. So it's not the first thing that occurs to me when I think of Venus and Mars together in Aquarius. I think friendship, I think gathering together, I think groups and communities and gatherings and, and uniting for a cause. <laughs> and that could be very, very powerful under a Venus-Mars conjunction. But this conjunction can also see us really fighting for an ideal in our lives. And that's what Mars and Aquarius often does. But with the, with the extra flavor of Venus, it's like you're doing it with a lot of heart and maybe for the right reasons, hopefully for the right reasons, okay? And then we have this nice Mercury that's going to go into Pisces. Now, Mercury loves Virgo. Mercury is at its best in Virgo or Gemini. And it, those are the signs that it rules. And, you know, it well, works well in Aquarius, too. So these next days, it's going to be in Aquarius, and then it'll go into Pisces, which is Mercury's detriment. Now, doesn't mean all things are going to turn sour and bad because Mercury is in Pisces, but it forces Mercury to get out of its brain and into its heart. And Mercury is a very brainy analytical planets and it, that's why it works well in Virgo and it works well in Gemini and it talks and it communicates and it analyzes and it does the spreadsheets and the numbers and everything and it's good so Mercury has to go out of its way to perform well in Pisces it has to put the analysis aside it has to put the numbers aside and it has to put the reason aside 
and listen to the gut and look at the vision and answer what is the vision and where is the connection to one's own instincts, intuition, and gut feelings. Okay, so Mercury has to not immediately run to analyze and not immediately run to um, write things down and be verbal about it, but it has to sit with the information and let it process in a different place that doesn't come from the brain. It has to come from the heart and the soul and the imagination. It's great for creative pursuits. It's great for anything musical, anything artistic. It's anything intuitive, psychic work, okay? And certainly, if you've been thinking about studying something like that, well, this is a great time to do it when Mercury goes into Pisces. You know, I teach Reiki, for example. That's a really good Mercury and Pisces kind of experience, you know, studying Reiki, studying anything that is from the outer limits, the spiritual uh, disciplines, and also, of course, anything artistic. So if you want to take a painting class, this is a great time to do it. If you want to take a class in creative writing, creative writing, Mercury and Pisces, this is a great time to do it. It's also a good time to get any sort of meditation training to calm Mercury's analytical brain triggering. (laughs) (laughs) If your brain wants to keep analyzing, even though Mercury's in Pisces and you need to start intuiting, meditation is really good for that. It's also, of course, a great time to get, you know, any sort of astrology session. And if you'd like an astrology session with me, you can contact me at thegoldenastrologer.com, book online, and book a session right there. Venus is also going to be busy when she makes her relationship to Mars on Wednesday, Thursday. She's then going to have her experience with Jupiter on Saturday, the 24th. And so the Saturday, the 24th, Venus will square Jupiter and she's going to get a big dose of expansion from Jupiter, who is in Taurus. So that connection between Venus and Jupiter is good because... Jupiter is in her sign. Now, remember, I think it was back in December that Venus opposed Jupiter. Venus was in Scorpio and opposed Jupiter in Taurus. And remember that Venus is not at her best in Scorpio. And when she opposed Jupiter, she got a nice bright burst of energy. So that was good. And I expect that this is going to be a nice bright burst of energy too. So this is happy energy. Venus and Jupiter are happy together. You just got to be careful you don't spend a lot of money, okay? You. This could be the time when we go a little bit over the budget, a little bit out of the wallet, a little bit more than we should be. It's a great time to make money. So, you know, Venus is going to get close to Jupiter as the week progresses. So this is a good time to push the whole financial security thing because Jupiter's in Taurus again, right? So, we want to know that our finances are in a good place and that in our Taurus energy is secure and that everything that Venus and Jupiter can do for one another since they are the greater and lesser benefics is something positive for us, for our wallet, for our security, and for our general happiness, what makes us happy. So Venus and Jupiter together this coming weekend, Saturday, could be a real good dose of generosity, happiness, 
all good things. So I'm not worried about that. However, there is a full moon on Saturday and full moons are generally fine. Um, this one though does tap Saturn on the shoulder. And while we're enjoying Venus and Jupiter, there's going to be this connection between the moon and Saturn in an opposition. The full moon is in Virgo. It is five degrees Virgo, and it's going to occur early in the morning on Saturday. So 7.30 a.m. on Saturday morning, the, the moon will oppose the sun. The sun, as you know, is going into Pisces tonight, and that means by the time it gets to Saturday, it's going to be five degrees or so, and in Pisces and then the moon will move into Virgo on Friday and then by the time we get to Saturday the moon will oppose the sun that is a full moon so this is something um, important to recognize because you know Virgo Pisces these are uh, very different energies they're in opposition Pisces is more imaginative Virgo is more practical but they are both they both dominate the realm of healing be and I mean emotional healing, psychological healing, physical healing, health and healing, because Virgo is like sort of the everyday maintenance of the body and, and exercise and all those good things and taking care of your diet, making sure you take your vitamins and whatever you take that you need to take for your health. And then the Pisces part is the actual healing part. It's the experience of healing on an emotional level and the sensitivity to healing um, on a physical level it's you know it's where we go to the hospital it's where we go to recuperate it's where we go to the ashram to heal it's where we do something meditative Pisces to connect with our inner self so this combination encourages us to go do something healing now with Saturn in Pisces we get an extra stamp of discipline and duty and structure in this full moon. And it doesn't mean that we're going to have some sorrow because Saturn is there. It just is maybe getting us on track as far as, you know, a health regimen, um, a routine, um, doing something that is going to structure how we take care of ourselves. Pisces is where the sun is, and the sun is going to be with Saturn. It's not the moon that's going to be with Saturn. It's the moon in Virgo opposite Saturn, and that's going to occur at 3.24 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday afternoon. Now, so we've got the moon and the sun getting together early in the morning, and that's when the full moon happens. And then after the full moon, later in the afternoon, that's when we get this experience of moon opposite Saturn. So do be kind to yourself during this time. If you do have an exercise program in place, make sure that it, it's suitable for you and you're not overdoing it. Saturn can push really hard and Saturn can say, you know what, I gotta work harder at this. I've gotta do better at this. You know, Saturn has high expectations. And so we want to just be aware of how we take care of ourselves, you know, in a loving way. Pisces has empathy, okay? Pisces is a place of empathy. Let's, you know, give ourselves some good empathy in the desire to make ourselves healthier. Also, the dynamics between people. It's an opposition, the sun and the moon. If there are some tensions between you and another, with Virgo and Pisces, I would say stop criticizing, like lower the volume on the criticism because Saturn can be critical, you know, in Pisces, Saturn can be critical, and the moon in Virgo 
can be self-critical, can be pointing a finger at others. So just take it down a notch as far as criticism. Don't walk around your house criticizing your family and criticizing yourself and don't be doing that. Spend your Saturday enjoying the Venus Jupiter square and be generous to others and yourself. So this is an interesting dynamic because we have this opposition of sun and moon with Saturn involved and it's a little tense and it can be a little um, harsh. It can be a little harsh and Venus and Jupiter Venus and Jupiter just want to, you know, fall in love and have a good time and gather with friends and gather with groups and communities and have fun and enjoy oneself. So take the criticism down a notch and turn up the volume on the love on Saturday, okay? It may be a very complicated dynamic to navigate because there is a certain amount of, like, irritation with Saturn and with the moon opposing Saturn during the earlier part of the day. And then when we get to Venus and Jupiter, we're going to want to have more fun. But my advice to you is keep the both of them in balance because they could be extremes. You know, like I said, with Venus and Jupiter, we could go out and spend a lot of money. We could, you know, spend a lot of money and then criticize ourselves later, right? So this is where this is where we want to balance all of this, okay? This is where we really need to make a good balance by paying attention to our own behavior and our own self-talk, okay? Self-talk, that's, we want to be kind to ourselves. Saturn sometimes is a harsh critic. So let's, let's be kind to ourselves during this full moon. Right now, the moon is in Gemini, and it's going to make a very nice relationship to the sun called a trine. We know the trine. It's a very smooth aspect, and they are going to speak sweetly to one another. And it's interesting because the moon is in Gemini, trining the sun in Aquarius, and then that will be the last aspect that the moon makes before it goes void at 1021 p.m. Eastern time tonight. And then four minutes later, it goes into the sign of cancer. What's going to happen is the moon and the sun are both in air signs, Gemini and Aquarius. And then they both move within, oh, I don't know, 45 minutes, less than an hour of each other, to water signs. So tonight, both the moon and the sun will move out of the air signs and into the water signs more feeling, more sensitive, more intuitive, less analytical, more empathy, cancer, the moon in cancer, the sun in Pisces. Okay, so that's very nice. Then the moon is going to stay in cancer for a couple days. And then on Wednesday, it's going to enter Leo at 8.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Now, what's interesting about this, now that the moon goes into Leo, it opposes Pluto right away because Pluto is still at zero. Pluto is at zero Aquarius. And a couple hours later, the moon will oppose Pluto. So now the moon, when it does this relationship with Pluto, it's no longer in the sign of Cancer, obviously, because Pluto is in Aquarius. The opposite sign is Leo. And this is the second time since Pluto has entered Aquarius that the moon will be in Leo opposing it. So emotional, emotions. And then, of course, that the moon is in Leo, it is going to oppose that whole Venus-Mars business that's conjunct on Wednesday into Thursday. 
Okay, so the moon is going to go from opposing Pluto at 10.30 in the morning, Eastern Time. Then it's going to oppose Venus at 10.03 p.m., almost 12 hours later. And then again, 10 minutes later, oppose Mars. So the moon is involved in that Mars and Venus conjunction I talked about earlier, and they are going to have a dialogue. Now, this is a triggering thing. When the sun and the moon do things like this, they trigger the other planets to have some sort of reaction, to have some sort of conversation. And Venus and Mars are having a conversation, and interestingly, of course, don't forget, they, like I said earlier, they just met with Pluto, both of them, and now they're going to meet with each other. So they're having a dialogue. Hey, what did Pluto say to you? What did Pluto say to you? And now the moon, who's going to have something to say from Pluto, is going to move opposite Venus and Mars and say, hey, I had a dialogue with Pluto too, and it's a different dialogue than you guys had because they had a conjunction and the moon had an opposition. So there's a lot of fixed energy and a lot of conversation between emotional planets. Keep your head keep your head. Last week, I know it was hard to keep our head, but it's important to pay attention to how you are in a dynamic with other people because this is an opposition. And so we have a couple of whopping oppositions this week. Oppositions are always me and you, the person across the table. The one I just talked about was the full moon, okay, because it's with Saturn. And the other is this Venus and Mars receiving the moon. And, you know, after the moon going to Pluto. So there's going to be the receiving of Pluto from the moon and then the receiving of Venus and Mars. It's a great time also to balance those um, polarities of Venus and Mars, even though they're together, to sort of see the harmony that one can have in the polarities of masculine energy, feminine energy, not gender, energy. Polarities. So when we talk about polarity, we are looking at the places where we assert and the places where we receive, the place where we step forward, the place where we step back and open. Okay, that's the nature of those. So Venus wants to step back and open, and Mars wants to step forward and assert. The moon is going. The moon is another feminine planet. She's going to come in and have something to say about her relationship to Pluto and then her relationship to Venus and Mars. It's not going to be a dull week. I don't think we're going to get the same type of dynamics that we had last week, which were a little more intense. But I do think we have to mind our relationships with others and seek to work in harmony. And that is it. That is it for the week. I thank you for listening. Much gratitude to each and every one of you. If you would like to have a session with me, as I mentioned earlier, come to thegoldenastrologer.com and click book online and book your session. And then we can meet and talk about all these aspects and how they're happening in your life, especially this Pluto and Aquarius. It's brand new. It's brand new. And um, we look at astrocartography in our session and... Certainly, I am available for other things such as Reiki. I can teach you Reiki. I can give you a Reiki session. You can book that also there. And if you would like to participate in expansion mentoring with me, I work with people three months, six months, 12 months, and we can talk about that and what it's about and what that entails. And you can contact me about that through 
deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com. And don't forget, I'm on Instagram. Instagram, I'm the Golden Astrologer. And I've been telling my story of how I come to Costa Rica. And I just put part seven up and I'm going to probably put part part eight up tomorrow. And it's pretty funny. So, yeah. So that story continues. And then I have another story I'm going to start about something different. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful week. And I'll see you again next week. And we will be fully in Pisces. Have a beautiful week.